1: Good morning, Unity of Farmington Hills. So good to see you. We are so glad you're joining us with us today. You know, it's May, it's Michigan, so I think there's a really good chance we won't see any more snow. (laughs) So, please join us after service downstairs in our social hall for fellowship with beverages. (laughs) Coffee, tea, juice. Hey, it'll be fun. So if you have a little time after service, please join us. And then today at 12 o'clock in Social Hall, the women's group is having a past life regression discussion and demonstration with Phil Rosenbaum, He will be our presenter. He is a certified hypnotherapist who has worked with past life regression for 20 years. Audience members will have a chance to participate if they wish. There will be a $10 love offering we, we requested. And men, you are more than welcome to join us. There is still time to sign up for the Unity Basics class which starts this Tuesday, May 3rd, and ending June 14th on Tuesdays from 6.30 to 8.30 on Zoom. The book, The Five Unity Principles by Ellen Debenport is required. The class is for our new members, but also for anyone who wants a refresher course and is interested in studying the Unity Principles. To sign up for the class, please email Reverend Kelly at at unityfh.com. This Wednesday, meditation service will again be in person and on Zoom with Reverend Kelly. Our first Yard Beautification Day this year is Saturday, May 7th from 12 to 4 p.m. Please bring yard tools, gardening tools, gloves, and garbage bags. We, are, we will be cleaning up the church grounds and planting flowers in the flower beds. May 15th is Giving Sunday, a chance to catch up on your pledges and for us to give thanks to you for your financial support. We wouldn't be able to do all of this without you. Starting this month, our prayer chaplains will be making monthly wellness calls to check on and pray with our members. To be added to the call list, please sign up on the table outside of the sanctuary or email prayerchaplains at unityfh.com. In the meantime, prayer requests may be placed in the prayer box outside the sanctuary or emailed to prayerchaplains at unityfh.com. For more information about our activities classes and events, please visit our website, unityfh.com, read through our weekly newsletter, which is emailed out every Friday, or check out our Facebook page. And now, as our music team sings, surely the presence, let us prepare our hearts and minds for the daily word and the opening prayer.
2: blue. All right, I'll do that. (laughs) Like I said, for those of you who are online, for those of you who are in person, I'm so, you can tell, I'm so excited to be here. So let us prepare for the reading of the Daily Word. The Daily Word for today, Sunday, May 1st 2022 is joy, joy. We affirm, I carry joy in my heart. I carry joy in my heart. Now let us say that together. I carry joy in my heart. And the message reads, My many happy experiences and memories may lead me to feel joyful, but I know they are not the source of my joy. One of my divine gifts, joy, is part of my spiritual identity. It's close to me as my next breath. Joy wells up and spills over within me when I bring my awareness to my spiritual nature and the oneness with all good and all life. It is an attitude I hold in mind and a feeling in my heart. The happiness I feel in life depends on my allowing my inner wellspring of joy to come forth. I nurture my joy by maintaining a regular prayer practice that enhances my awareness of God by making time for the things that make me happiest. I go into the world grateful for the joy that resides within me, my gift to share generously. And today, our scripture comes from Isaiah 55, verse 12. For you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. And now, let us move into meditation, I invite you to gently close your eyes, take a deep, deep breath, and allow your attention to float down into your heart center. Let yourself feel the presence and peace of love within Take two more deep cleansing breaths. And just allow yourself to feel the presence and peace of love within. Just let your body relax. gently breathe in the presence of God. That one power, one presence that is active in our lives and in the universe. God, the good, omnipotent. We tune into that love within How good it is to be at one with the presence. Breathe in, love, and exhale, I let go. How good it is to be present with the presence. Breathe in love and exhale everything that does not serve your highest good. Continue to breathe in love and exhale, I let go. Again, breathe in love. Exhale, I let go. Just sit in that vibration for a little bit. allow your body to relax in the flow of your breathing knowing that in this moment you are filled with the presence of God's love and as you exhale release anything that blocks you from feeling God's presence now take one more deep, deep breath, breathing in love. And exhale deeply, I let go. And gently open your eyes. So. And it is so. And now, Let us affirm our statement of being. Together, God is all, both visible and invisible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now, let us affirm our growth affirmation. We give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth fills our hearts and love and joy and provides us with all the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Thank you for affirming that with me. I'll be right back after the song with the message.
3: One power invisible, and you see it everywhere and every day. There's one power indescribable, and you speak of it with every word you say. Mysterious until. Symbolize the love inside of you. Call it God, call it Spirit, call it Jesus, call it Lord, call it Buddha, Baha'u'llah, angels' wings or heaven's door, but whatever name. the power of the law in you and me one power one
0: power one
3: power we speak so many languages i It's the moment of creation. It's an everlasting peace. It's the freedom of forgiveness. It's the sweetness of release. It's the joy of inspiration. It's the sunshine on your face. It's the birthright of all nations. It's the power. Mount- in you.
2: give them another hand. I was about to say, <laughs> while I dry my eyes. <laughs> All right. Whoa. So good to the soul and for the soul. I could feel you behind me. I could feel the frequency. And Michael. Mm. 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 All right. All right. Thank you again. I am Reverend Bonnie Gardner. I'm excited again and grateful to be here as your guest minister. It's always good to see familiar faces, faces that I know and love. So I thank you for the invitation. And I want to thank Reverend Reverend Kelly for a a huge thank you. And so right now, we just want to bless her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. In the name and nature of the indwelling Christ, we do say it is so. It is so. I also want to acknowledge my family members who are here. So, here's my joke. (laughs) Okay? It's a tradition. All right. A man was in a psych ward for thinking he was a piece of corn. He was finally cured cured, and set free. But he immediately came back to the mental hospital trembling in fear. And the doctor, doctor asked, why are you so afraid? And the man says, uh, there's a chicken outside. There's a chicken outside. And, and the doctor says, well, sir, you do know that you're human, right? And not a piece of corn. And the man says, of course I know that. But does the chicken know that? <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's do a uh, little recap. The past few weeks, Reverend Kelly has moved us through the Lenten season and it was wonderful. A journey of fasting and feasting, releasing aspects of our behavior that hindered us from being the highest expression of our Christ self. And on Good Friday, we crossed out what no longer serves us. And then we moved on to the Easter resurrection experience. And that process opened the door for us to step into our authentic spiritual power as we moved into May. This is the first day of May. So in unity, we recognize the 12 powers and 12 disciples as aspects of our consciousness to be spiritualized and used as practical tools to elevate our consciousness. Power of power. Power is the spiritual faculty for me. Philip is the disciple representing power and the physical center representing power is in the throat, at the root of the tongue, and the color representing power is purple. So, for my message. As I meditated, and I did much of that, on this, this, what to talk about, what to speak about today, I'm so grateful that spirit placed this message on my heart because throughout the years, I have struggled with how to overcome strongholds. The strongholds of worry, strongholds of doubt, and the strongholds of fear. So, at this time, Lord, I affirm now that I decrease in human consciousness and increase in spirit. I decrease in human consciousness and increase in spirit. I pray that Open hearts and open minds receive this message today. So let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. All right. Again, my title for today is Knocking Down Strongholds. So what are strongholds? Strongholds are tools of the ego, falsehoods, Error thoughts that we believe to be true, adopted from a variety of sources. Our family, our past, uh, our, uh, our environment. Thoughts that separate us from our inner truth. Thoughts that separate us from our Christ self. So did you know that the average person thinks thousands of thoughts every single day? And many of these thoughts are repetitive, restricting thoughts rooted in worry, doubt, and fear. And it's not surprising that we all struggle with fearful thoughts in some way or another. I read that the most repeated phrase in the Bible is, get this, do not be afraid. And there are over 350 variations of that phrase in the Bible. So my question is, what do you worry about? What do you worry about? Your health, your children, finances, the economy, future, if anybody wants to throw out one, that's fine with me. Money. Okay, finances, okay, all right. What are your doubts? What are your fears? Fear of failure, fear of success, fear of loneliness. What about fear of dying? So how do we knock down these strongholds? Well, Jesus himself struggled. He struggled with the strongholds of worry, doubt, and fear in the Garden of Gethsemane, the night before he was crucified. But by his persistent Persistent prayer, he knocks down his strongholds. Let's look at Second Corinthians 10 and 4, uh, verse 4. Paul points out, I think, okay, it's not up there. All right, in verse 4, Paul points out that we use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. So what is Paul saying? He is saying that the weapon we use against human reasoning is not a worldly weapon, but the spiritual weapon of prayer. And that we are to use God's mighty weapon of prayer to knock down strongholds and destroy false arguments. I love uh, uh, what uh, Charles Fillmore has to say about prayer. He defines prayer as communion between God and man. That it is the most highly accelerated mind action known. Highly accelerated mind action known. That's our fourth unity principle. Aligning our mind with God through prayer. And Jesus, Jesus frequently went to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray along with the disciples, with his disciples. And it was his practice to pray there. And on the eve of his death, the night of his betrayal and arrest, he fully knew what was going to happen to him. It was part of the divine plan. Jesus experienced pain, as we do. He experienced temptation, as we do. He experienced doubt and fear, as we do. And he was tempted to give in to deep, deep despair. But Jesus had the false arguments that his soul was tormented. It was a false argument, you see. He was crushed with grief to the point of death. Have you ever felt that way? It was a temptation for Jesus to give into the woes of distress that his human was experiencing. But he knew in spirit That all he had to do was tap into God and use his mighty weapon of prayer. I wanted us to look at uh, uh, Mark 14, 32, and 36, but if it's not going to be up there, I, I will read it. I will read it. In Mark 14, 36, 32 says, they went to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And Jesus said, sit here while I go and pray. He took Peter, James, and John with him, and he became deeply troubled and distressed. 34 says, he told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little farther and fell to the ground. He prayed that if it were possible, the awful hour awaiting him might pass him by. Abba, Father, he cried out, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet, yet, I want your will, not my will. Can you imagine in that moment how bogged down by the strongholds of worry, doubt, and fear Jesus was? Strong temptations that were uh, vying for his attention to distract him from his purpose. Just him thinking about what he was going through was a painful temptation to harbor in his soul. His soul was in agony. In his human consciousness, he pleaded. And as he fell to the ground in prayer, he said, Father, take this away. But yet, in that moment, he purified that thought. He purified that thought. And he said, not my will, not my will, but thy will be done and what we are to learn from this is that prayer is not about bending God's will to get what we want no it is not but choosing to submit to God's will in prayer and then aligning our will with his And that's what you do. That's what you do. You confess what's on your mind that's tempting you so that you can release the stronghold. And as you confess that stronghold, you're aligning with the Father's will. We all have the power to knock down strongholds using God's mighty weapon A prayer. Jesus' experience in the the Garden of Gethsemane resonates with a period in my life when I was so deeply troubled and my heart felt heavy. I was too much shy of earning a master's degree in teaching when I was diagnosed with late-stage cancer. My doctors told me to quit school, quit my job and get my affairs in order. In my mind, in my mind, that was the worst possible time for me to hear that news. Worries, doubts, fears, racked my mind. Why now, why now? What if the cancer leaves me no time to prepare my children? And since I was basically a loner, I ended up sharing my plight with a co-worker whom I barely knew. And she arranged for a lady that she knew to call me. And when the call came in, when that call came in, the voice on the other end of the phone sounded like the female voice of God so comforting, so soothing. I poured out all my pain and grief to this total stranger. And the Spirit of God comforted me through this lady. Just as the angels comforted Jesus when he went to God. She was an angel that God sent into my life to direct me to God like Jesus I was at my deepest hour feeling deeply distressed then that lady asked me if I knew how to pray and I said somewhat and then she encouraged me to she encouraged me to have a one on one with my God and to look over my life for areas of unforgiveness and to forgive myself and to forgive others. That was the last time I spoke with her. But after that conversation, I prayed as I had never prayed before, not fearfully to a God outside of myself, to a compassionate God at the center of my being. Tears flowed as I prayed and after I prayed. And I felt the complete release of inner peace. Although I never prayed before like that, somehow I just knew how. Did you know that through the power of prayer, you tap, tap into a spiritual vibration higher than the one created by the ego, which has a wall held up around your heart and mind, blocking you from feeling the presence of God in the midst of you. And you can't use worldly weapons rooted in the ego against to bring down these strongholds. But you can can knock down these strongholds with God's mighty weapon of prayer. That is when you go into prayer with a heart of love and total faith, totally opening yourself up to hear how to pray. It will be given to you. It will come through you, in you, as you. When Jesus said to his disciples to stay here and keep watch with me, he was asking them to pray. But Jesus was not just talking to them. He was talking to us as well. He gave us an example right there. When we worry, Jesus is telling us, stay here. Keep watch with me. Come into prayer with me. And Christ within." in is waiting for you to come into prayer and commune with the Father. Jesus, asking the disciples to sit with him and pray, was their divine opportunity. He took James and John and Peter with him, the disciples representing faith, love, and wisdom, which means that he was not only praying with faith, but with love. Using the wisdom of God. The disciples fell asleep. All of the disciples fell asleep. But Jesus went to God. His Christ self. He prayed three times. And the third time saying not my will. But thy will be done. Then he released it to God. He let it go. As for me. Through a perfect stranger, I was guided to commune with God. And God led me to use the spiritual weapons of prayer and forgiveness. I'm so grateful that God sustained me. But most importantly, I learned that developing a prayer life is the key to knocking down strongholds. Throughout life, all of us experience our own Gethsemane's times of worry, doubt, and fear. And when we choose, when we choose, again, when we choose to follow the example of Jesus, to use God's mighty weapon of prayer, we have the power to knock down the strongholds of human limitation. I ask you, where do you need to strengthen your relationship with God? And I challenge you to look into your life where you have moments of strongholds. And if you're going through them, if you're going through them right now, commune with God daily. And as you hear God's words of love and wisdom speaking to you, you speak them over your situation and then go deeper into it and find out where you need to forgive. And then release it and let it go. Are you ready to have a stronger relationship with God? Yes. (laughs) Are you ready? I, oh, Reverend Kelly, you'd be so proud. Let us affirm together. I am ready to have a stronger relationship with God.
4: Relationship
2: with God. <laughs> uh, after me, I am guided by God to knock down strongholds. I am. Are we ready to forgive, release, and let go right now? Yes. Yes. Amen. Namaste. a big voice anyways but let's give the music hand music team another hand so we're going to prepare for our uh, closing let's do our love offering blessing our love offering blessing and that is hold on a second divine Divine love love. we're going to affirm that together divine Divine love. love And through me, blesses and multiplies all that I have, all All that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. And I know you brought to mind whatever you felt that you would give as a love offering blessing because you do it every time. So now, let's move on to our uh, prayer for protection. Let's stand. Everybody stand. Stand, please. together the light of god surrounds us the love of god enfolds us the power of god protects us and the presence of god watches over us wherever we are god is and all is well Thank you, everyone. On behalf of Reverend Kelly and Unity of Farmington Hills, have a great day and a wonderful week.
0: Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings, but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate.